Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful, powerful, deep Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called by Yoim Hashmini on the eighth day. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on the day of Simchas Torah in the year Tavshin Memalif. 43 years ago, and the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Hasidic discourse in honor of Shmini Yatseres and Simchas Torah in the year Tafshin Memches 36 years ago. So again, the Hasidic discourse is based on the verse in the Prophets that says, by Yom HaShmini, on the eighth day, Shalach Esa'am, they sent the nation by and they blessed the king. They went to their tents, smechim with joy, with a gladness of heart, on all the good that God did to King David, his servant, and the Jewish people, Amoy, his nation. Now, this verse is the end of the Aftorah for the Haldeh Shmini Yatzeres. So in other words, so this that the, it says, that even though that, he, that the king sent the, the nation and they blessed the king, in other words, even though it was one time, we're talking about a piece of history, which basically took place on Shmini Yatzeres, the eighth day, which was after the dedication of the temple. However, in the years afterwards, we don't find that they have to have permission from the king and to bless them, etc. So even though it was a one-time occurrence, but nevertheless, on a spiritual level, if it took place once, it takes place on every single Shmini Atzeres. And like, like the author explains in the Kuti Torah, and in many other Hasidic discourses on, with this uh, 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 title, that on Shmini Atzeres is the absorption and Atzeres comes from the term of absorption of all the powerful ideas that take place in the month of Tishrei Rosh Hashanah, the 10 days of Tshuva, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, etc. And, and starting from Rosh Hashanah what is, the, what is the theme and what is the idea of Rosh Hashanah where it says Tamlichuni Aleichem God becomes a king over us in Rosh Hashanah up to the point that one of the insights of Shmini Atzeres is it also comes from the expression of kingdom like it says in the prophets in reference to the to the uh, uh, in the prophet Samuel but in reference to King Shaul so it says he's going to rule so Atzeres comes from the word of Atzer which is also the idea of ruling in other words so A Atzeres has ruling also, it includes the whole Tishrei, which starts at Rosh Hashanah, which is about Hashem coming and King. So, therefore, the, the kingdom that takes place on Shmini Yatzeris is one of the powerful components of Shmini Yatzeris. And that's why um, the, the, the king sent the, the nation. In other words, it's not just in the past, but it happens in every single year. That in what happens on Shmini Yatzeres, what gets drawn down is accepting the yoke of Malchus Shemayim for the whole year. So Shmini Yatzeres is a very, very powerful day connected to the idea of accepting Hashem as the king um, for us for the whole year. Now, that was one verse in the prophet. The Rebbe brings now a different prophet, the prophet Divri Hayomim, and it says over there as follows. In the day of, the 23rd day of the seventh month, and we know the seventh month, we start from Nisan, is the first month, so the seventh is the, is the month of Tishrei. The 23rd day of the month, Shalach HaZami sent a nation. So the, 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 the uh, Chabad Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe explains, in his comments on the Kutri from the Alter Rebbe, that why does it say the 23rd it's referring to the second day of Yom Tov, which we do in exile in other words because the the um, the the second day of no, Shmini Hashanah uh, Rabbah is the 21st Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah in, in Israel is the 22nd so where do you have a 23rd so the second day of, 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 of Yom Tov of Shmini Atzeres and Galut is on the 23rd day of Galut so the Rebbe asks a question the fact is, in Shmini Yatzeres, there's many components of Shmini Yatzeres. So why is it that the, the, the uh, idea of the second day of Shmini, of, of Shmini Yatzeres is specifically about sending the nation? 
That's question number one. Also, we have to understand why in Divri Ayamim, which is the second prophet we quoted, it says, based on all the toib, all the good um, that Hashem did, and it says to King David, just like it says in the, in, in, in the, in the first in the first prophet, but it adds in Divri Ayamim also to King Shlema, King Solomon. In other words, you can say that these two differences... In other words, A, that in Divri Ayaman it refers to the 23rd day, which is the second day of, of, of Yontash Minitzaris in exile, and he also adds Shlema, those two differences are both connected. In other words, this that the king sent on Biyayim Hashmini on the 8th day, which is basically the first day of, of, of Shmini Yitzaris, is connected to King David. And this that he sent on the 23rd, which is referring to the day of Galut, the second day of Yontav, is connected to what? The idea of King David and King Solomon together. Okay. So obviously in order to understand this, we're going to go into now a beautiful, powerful journey about um, a Kabbalistic idea, the whole idea of tshuva as we go into it right now. Travis will understand this with an introduction where it says in Ethics of Our Fathers that Yafa Shaw Achas is better one hour of tshuva, repentance, returning to Hashem, umaisim toivim, and action, uh, good good actions, referring to mitzvot, but oilam haza in this world, mikol chayi oilam haba, and the whole future world to come, it's better to do tshuva, to return to Hashem, and do good deeds in this world, than, rather than the world to come. That's what it says in the ethics of our fathers. And the Kutai Torah from the Altar Rebbe, in the Hasidic Discourses of Hashmini Yatzeres, so he explains when it comes to tshuva, returning to Hashem, and doing good deeds, there's two ways to understand this Mishnah. One, one way to understand is that it says tshuva in Maisim Toivim. What does that mean? That tshuva, returning to Hashem, is an introduction to, to doing good deeds. In other words, in order that your Maisim Toivim, your mitzvahs, should be good, and they should have light to it, and enthusiasm, etc. You you want it to be like rock solid mitzvahs. You need to have tshuva beforehand. So, in other words, tshuva is the introduction that makes the actions amazing. So, based on that, this that it says it's better to do one hour of tshuva and ma'isim toivim in this world. So, what is the focus? The focus really is what's the end goal? The end goal is doing the mitzvahs, ma'isim toivim. Tshuva allows the ma'isim toivim to be next level. Now, so even even though according to this insight, there is a quality and a superiority with tshuva because that causes us to do the ma'isim toivim and to do them amazing. But as but 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 that would be similar to we know the famous debate in the Talmud. What's greater, learning Torah or doing mitzvahs? And what's the what's what's the end resolution? That Torah is greater because it brings you to do mitzvahs. So what does that mean? Ultimately, what is that statement saying? Ultimately, it's all about the mitzvahs. Torah causes you to do mitzvahs. So the reason why Torah has a power because it causes you to do mitzvahs. The same thing also when repentance, tshuva, ma'is, and toivim, the ultimate goal is ma'is, and toivim. Tshuva brings you to do ma'is, and toivim, and actually makes it on the next level. So again, so that's the first insight that what? That tshuva, ma'is, and toivim, ma'is, and toivim is, is the goal, and that's what you want to do. Tshuva will bring you to do ma'is, and toivim, and will allow the ma'is, and toivim to be on the next level. That's one insight the altar explains. The second insight, no. Tshuva and Maisim Toivim, they're two different components. There's Tshuva returning to Hashem, and it has its own power, and his mitzvahs have its own power, and when it says it's, it's better to do Tshuva and Maisim Toivim in this world, it's referring to no Tshuva you have to do 100%, and Maisim Toivim. No, Tshuva has its own identity. It's not pushing you to do a mitzvah. Tshuva is, is, is a level. And on the contrary, Tshuva is actually higher than good deeds. Because Tshuva is on a whole different level. So based on this, we can understand why it says Tshuva before Maisim Toivim. Because actually it is more powerful. So notice the altar brings two different insights. One hand was saying that Tshuva Maisim Toivim is actually more powerful. Tshuva brings you to Maisim Toivim. And the other one says, no, that's the opposite. That Tshuva is powerful, Maisim Toivim is powerful, and Tshuva is actually more powerful because it lists us first. Okay, so what what does that mean? Which what, you know which one is correct? So the the point of the explanation is that the fact is, Rebbe says, 
that your truth is in both of them you really have tshuva. In other words, tshuva means returning to Hashem, coming close to Hashem. But also when you do a mitzvah, it's also tshuva. It's also returning to Hashem. Why is that? Because when a person does a mitzvah, and not only when you do a mitzvah, but anything that you do for Hashem, like it says, call masecha, all our actions, anything we do should be for Hashem. And how much more so it says, bechol drachecha, in all your ways, you should know Hashem. So what happens when you're doing a mitzvah, or you're doing all your actions for Hashem, or you're knowing Hashem in everything you do? What we do is we actually elevate and we redeem the spark, the holy sparks that are in the materialistic world. And we return it to its source. So when you do a mitzvah, whether it's keeping kosher, or Shabbat, or putting on tefillin, or mezuzah, in that parchment, in that food, there's holy sparks. And by making a blessing, and by doing the mitzvah with it, we're actually redeeming the sparks. So that's a component of tshuva. So what the was explaining is that every mitzvah really has a component of tshuva in it. Now, so a mitzvah has tshuva and the person does tshuva. So what do you see? There's two types of tshuva. There's the tshuva, the person returns to Hashem, and the mitzvah is you're returning the physical spark to Hashem. However, when it comes to tshuva, what is it referring to? It's the soul's returning to Hashem. Tshuva is I'm returning to Hashem, I'm being closer to Hashem. And it's returning the soul to its source. Like it says, that the spirit goes back to Hashem that, that gave it its spirit. That's one type of tshuva. And mitzvahs, maisim toivim, it's the tshuva, the returning of the sparks in the world. Including the sparks which is in our physical body, in our animal soul, that the transformation and the elevation how do you transform, transform and elevate your body and your and your your animal soul in the physical world? That happens through mitzvahs, ma'isim toivim. So beautiful. So the truth is that technically there really is no difference in tshuva is the returning of the soul, and ma'isim toivim is returning of the sparks in it. And that's why it says yafa shoachas. It's better one moment of tshuva returning the soul back, umaisim toivim, returning the sparks in the physical world through the mitzvahs in this world. Why is that? Because tshuva, the returning to Hashem, returning of our soul, and returning of the sparks, where does that happen in this world? Because in the world to come, you're there. In this world, you have, you can return your soul, and you come close to Hashem, and you can elevate the sparks. And that's why the soul came down into this materialistic world. So that it can do tshuva, the soul can do tshuva, and it can elevate the sparks in the world. Why is that? Because when the soul was on high, it's a love, it's like a tzaddik. <laughs> what do you, there's nothing to return, you're with Hashem. But when the soul comes down into this world, what happens is you get a whole new, a whole new idea of tshuva. In the world to come, or before you came down, you can't do tshuva, you're there. In this world, you can do tshuva. And that's why it says in a place where while tshuva stands, even a righteous person can't stand, because a righteous person can't return anything. He's there. Uh, the, while tshuva has the power to return his soul, and to return the sparks in this world. And the same thing also applies, that's in terms of the neshama, the same thing also applies to the sparks in this world. That when we go ahead and transform and we elevate the sparks through the idea of tshuva, what happens is they get elevated to a place which is higher than they were originally. So based on this, Rebbe explains uh, two different um, uh, insights of the Alter Rebbe that, that, <coughs> that, he, that, he, that he says tshuva before ma'isim toivim. Why? You know, the question is, what was the question before? What is the main thing? Is the main thing the mitzvahs and the tshuva is just an introduction to the mitzvahs? Or the reason why tshuva is first because it actually is, is stronger than and, and mitzvahs. What, so what, what's, what, what's the difference? Because when you're talking about the, the elevation, the quality of tshuva, you know, it's returning to Hashem compared to tzadikim they can't return, there's different components. In other words, there are certain components that's more powerful than the shama that's able to return. And then from that perspective, the, the tshuva of the soul actually is higher than the maizim toivim because it can go even higher. And on the other hand, there are certain components where the tshuva is not about the soul, it's about the physical things, and that's why the maizim toivim is more important. So it depends what you're looking at. If you're, and it's a beautiful insight that I was saying is, if you're looking from the perspective of, of the neshama, so tshuva is first, 
and two is more powerful. Why? Because the soul is returning to Hashem. If you're looking about returning the sparks, so then Maisim Toivim is more powerful. And the Tshuva, the person, is there to elevate the actions. So he's splitting it into two. And as the returning of the soul, and that's why Tshuva would be first. If it's returning the sparks and the physical things, then Tshuva is there as an introduction to help with the elevating the sparks in this world. Rabbi says we're going to on, on, we're going to understand this with the um, <clears throat> with uh, by explaining the real power of tshuva on a literal level. So before we spoke on a spiritual level, but we're going to talk about the real power of tshuva on a literal level. In other words, unfortunately, some people sin, and when you return to Hashem after you sin, there's th- there's three components that take place with tshuva, three powerful pers- energies that take place when a person returns to Hashem after they sinned. In other words, and now we're going to talk about the power of a Balchuva. You know, Sadiqan don't have this. But a Balchuva has the power, they sinned, they went off the way for whatever reason, and now they decide to return to Hashem. There's three powerful things that happen. One, number one is that the yearning for Hashem, for godliness of a Balchuva, is so great, and it's much greater than a Tzaddik, a righteous person. A righteous person doesn't have that yearning. Why? Because he never, he was always there. But about Shuba that got disconnected from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so, and it became far away. So when you're far away and you want to go somewhere, the yearning is very, very strong. And like Dr. explains at Lens and Tanya. So the first powerful component of Balchuva is that they're yearning for Hashem, the yearning for godliness is off the charts and cannot compare to a tzaddik. That's point number one. Second thing is, once someone becomes distant, so to speak, from God, so what happens, now we're going to look from God's perspective. The pleasure and the enjoyment that God gets when a, someone returns to him, someone that sinned, is much greater. It's a much greater tainug. It's a much greater uh, uh, pleasure, satisfaction um, of doing a mitzvah of a tzaddik. Because, like it says, Nachas Ruach, it's a pleasing fragrance that I said and my will was done. So that's from God's perspective. And like there gives the famous, uh, uh, there was like it's known, the famous analogy of the son of a king that got distant from the king. And up to the point he was actually in exile. That what happens when he leaves exile and he comes to his father, the king, the pleasure, the joy, the happiness, both of the king's son and the king is much greater than the pleasure and the joy before he left. Before he left, they were having a good time. Life was good. It was, you know, it was consistent. But when he left and he got lost and he came back, the joy is much greater. Why is that? Because the main joy and the main pleasure is from someone that becomes close after they were distant. After they were distant and you come back close, it's much greater. So, so far we learned two powerful components of Al-Shuva. Component number one is that Al-Shuva's yearning is huge com- compared to a tzaddik. B, Hashem's satisfaction of, of, of someone that returns is much greater. Number three is that the, when someone does tshuva, there's something which is called Satan Hebrew, because it's an important word, and I'll translate it. When a person does tshuva, it's in a way of dilug. Dilug means you're jumping off the charts. You're jumping over things. Not in a normal way. You're like totally like taking leaps and bounds off the charts. What does that mean? A person changes and you literally become a new moment. The power of Balchuva is the person is not the same person as before. And like the Rambam writes, Ani Acher, I'm a different person. And I'm not that person that did those things. And when a person goes ahead and does Truva, which means he creates, he's a new person, so you create the person is new and the world becomes new up to the point that the thing that the person did before in a rebellious way it actually becomes a positive thing and obviously this creates a tremendous pleasure on high because where does time to come from where does deep pleasure come from deep pleasure comes from something new something doesn't didn't exist and something that's a surprise and like the gives it's known the famous analogy of, of a bird that can speak Birds usually talk bird's language, and if a bird can talk human language, that's wow. So again, to recap, the three powerful components in Shuva. One is that the a tremendous yearning, B, the pleasure as Kaddish Baruch Hu has, and C, the new person that's created. And therefore, obviously, the pleasure on high is much greater. 
Now, we all know the Rebbe says, the intent when Hashem created mankind is, Hashem created mankind that we should go in a straight path. Like it says, Elohim Adam Yasha. God created straight, we should go on a straight path, we shouldn't stumble, they have to fall back. That was the plan. We should live a normal, balanced life, focused on God and godliness. And as we should go our whole life in the, in, on, on a straight path. And like it says in, clearly in Chazal, that when Hashem decided to create the world, who did he consult with? What was his vision? He wanted our tzaddikim, he wanted righteous people. That was the original plan. The original plan is he created a world, a beautiful world. Come, enjoy, have a great life, and just, you know, don't veer to the right, don't veer to the left. Stay focused on God and godliness. Now, that was the original plan. Even though that in a place where Valchuva stands, a tzaddik can't reach, so seemingly there's a power in a tzaddik, but the fact is, tshuva doesn't necessarily mean that a person sinning, you return to Hashem. It just means, tshuva can also mean returning to your source. So in other words like this, there's two types of tshuva. There's a tshuva where a person sins and they're returning, but then even if you're going the straight path and you're continuing to return to Hashem, because we're in a physical world, and you continue to connect to Hashem, that's also tshuva. That's, that's also a level of, of returning. In other words, why, you ret- like, why is it called returning? Because the fact that our body... Uh, that uh, the, the soul came down into this physical world and it's in the body and it's not in its source because what's our natural state of the neshama the natural state of the neshama is not in the body the natural state of the neshama is through the Kaddish Baruch Hu. that is a tr- its natural state and its true place and the fact that the neshama comes down into this materialistic world it's exile it's literally galut for the neshama so when a, when a person lives a good life and he's cleaves to Hashem, he's doing he's living like a life of a tzaddik, so to speak. But you're also returning. You're returning to your source, and the and the the power and the quality of Balshuva over a tzaddik is that we say that a place where Balshuva is a tzaddik can't be. It's also it, it includes this level. So when we say in a place where Balshuva can be, a tzaddik can't be. It doesn't mean that a tzaddik can't be a Balshuva also. A tzaddik is constantly returning to Hashem. The fact that God's infinite, we're finite, and getting closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu, a tzaddik can also be in a level of Balshuva. And matter of fact, the old reason why the Neshama came down to this world is for this level of tshuva. So notice the Hashem's plan was originally we should live the straight life, do what we're supposed to do, but also do tshuva. What type of tshuva? We keep on returning and getting closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu. So everyone can always do tshuva. You don't have to sin to be a Balshuva. You can come closer and closer. Now, this idea, <clears throat> those the three levels of a Balshuva that we mentioned before. One is the tremendous yearning. And B, God's satisfaction. And three, the change. <clears throat> that we said that the Balshuva has these things over a tzaddik. It also applies to a soul when a person becomes a Balshuva on the level of a Tzaddik. In other words, with the fact that he thinks, himself, oh my gosh, my soul really belongs to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'm down here in this world, my soul's in my body. So it's a Balshuva, we call it a Tzaddik's Balshuva. So the three levels also applies to, to, to a Tzaddik's Balshuva. Why is that? Because since the soul comes down here and is far away from its source, even if the person never sinned, it is very, very far away from its source. And like we mentioned before, when it's down here, it's literally the soul's in exile. So when it causes the soul's in exile, the soul wants to cleave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And it creates a tremendous yearning. So the yearning is there. That's the first component. B, the, the satisfaction and the joy that when Hashem has that we're yearning to Him, that's also there. And the same thing also when it comes to the, the, the revolutionary chiddush and tshuva, because since the whole idea of tshuva is returning, even a tshuva of a tzaddik, what does that mean? You're bitter on the fact that you're, you're distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you want to leave this situation, and you want to leave where you're at. So that's also a novel idea. It's also a new idea. So what the Rebbe, what the Rebbe is saying so far is that, you know, a tzaddik, the Akshem made the world, we should be a tzaddikim. We also have the component of Balshuva. We want to come close to Hashem. And that encompasses all three things of Balshuva. One is we have the yearning. B, Hashem is happy with it. And B, we're creating something new because we're not happy with our spot. We want to get closer. But nevertheless, 
so that's on the spiritual but nevertheless since the fact is the, the term that says ain so in other words, but the fact is, it says, in a place where Balchuva stands, a tzaddik can stand. So it's also refer. So where's the? Yeah, we learned it also can apply to Balchuva. But where's the main thrust? Where's that mainly said? It's talking about a real Balchuva, someone that sinned, not someone that's just growing, someone that sinned. That's the ultimate. Why is that? It never explains like this. This that the main quality of Balchuva is by a little Balchuva, where, where does that take place? Now we mentioned there's three components of Chuva. There's the yearning, there's the satisfaction, and the chiddush. There's something new that takes place. So what the the the, the, the regular tzaddik that has he wants wants to close to Hashem, he has the yearning and Hashem the satisfaction. But the chiddush, the noon is that is specifically by a real Balchuva. You have it on some level by a, by a tzaddik's real tshuva, but a, but a real tshuva, the chiddush stands there. Why is that? Because when it comes to the yearning and 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 becoming close to Hashem, and you, you, it bothers you that you're so distant, there really is no difference. They both are, they both are yearning. But where and the fact that Hashem is happy, okay, Hashem is happy with someone that's returning to Him. But where is the real real chiddush? That's by a real tshuva. Why is that? I never explain to this. Because when it comes to a tzaddik, what does a tzaddik mean? Why is he going on the straight path? Because the fact is, the reason why he's going on the straight path is because his godly soul is 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 is, is bright. You know, he sees God and godliness and the Torah mitzvahs is something which is which is enjoyable to him. He has clarity. So, in other words, this that he's bitter, that he's distant from Hashem, and up to the point that that he wants to return to Hashem, etc. What's new there? He sees God, he sees godliness, he learns, he prays, and he sees his father, so he wants to become closer. So he has the yearning, and absolutely, yes, Hashem is satisfied. But there's nothing new in the tzaddik. It's the same person. He just wants to go higher. Now, even though he leaves his original place, wherever he is, he wants to get closer. But since the soul in its nature wants to fulfill the will of Hashem, and the intent on high, for the soul to come down to the body is that we should come to the level of, of Balshuva. So, this that the soul wants to go higher. That's part of his original tent of Chuva. When Hashem put the soul down again, the intent was you should go grow, grow higher. However, when it comes to real Chuva, since before the person did Chuva, what was he doing? He was not doing the will of Hashem. You were not doing the will of Hashem. So, and when, when he did sins willfully against Hashem, and then you do tshuva, you say, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm, I'm rebelling against Hashem. It's not the same situation that's going higher. You're literally becoming a new person. I don't want to rebel against Hashem. So Jeremy's explaining powerfully, he's saying like this. When it comes to yearning, a tzaddik has a yearning, a tshuva has a yearning. When it comes to Hashem being happy, yes, Hashem is happy. Both of them are coming closer. But when it comes to a real change, that applies to a Balchuva. Because a Tzadik, yes, he's going from one seat to the next, but it's within the same zone, so to speak. It's someone that sinned, literally rebelled. And now they don't want to rebel. So that's a whole new Chiddush, that's a whole new idea. Now, <clears throat> these three components that we mentioned about one is returning to, uh, one, one is the yearning. B, Hashem being happy and making a change. So that was we spoke about till now. We spoke about the neshama, the soul. But what we learned in the beginning of the discourse that we had to elevate the sparks. These three levels of tshuva applies also when we return the sparks and the physical things to its source. That even when we turn the sparks to its physical force, you also have the three levels. What are the three levels? One is the yearning and the desire because of its source to go out from its place where it is and the spark wants to go back to Hashem. Like and the Rebbe brings from the Zoya where it says, the, low, the waters below say, no, we don't want to be disconnected. We want to be connected to Kaddish Baruch Hu. So even the physical world has a yearning and desire to go back to Hashem. That's point number one. 
Point number two, the tremendous joy and satisfaction when the sparks come back to its source, Hashem is happy. And the third component, since the sparks fell down where? Into what we call klipot. Even if it's klipot nogo, where it's not a hundred negative, what happens is their fire, their light went out, got extinguished. So because of the situation, they cannot be transformed. And when you go ahead and you elevate the sparks in the physical world and you bring it back to its source through by doing our avoider, that is a chiddush, that's a novel idea. So you see the three components of tshuva are also in the physical world as we elevate the, the physical world. So you can say that the we compare the two, the soul returning and elevating the sparks and we said that when a, someone does tshuva, the chiddush is bayabal tshuva. Trevor says you can say that the chiddush, the novel idea of tshuva, of returning, the sparks is actually greater than the soul returning. Why is that? Because when a person does tshuva, even though beforehand, yeah, he rebelled against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But Trevor says, and this is the, one of the beauty, beautiful parts of chiddush, when a Jew rebels against the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he doesn't do the mitzvah, so he does the opposite, he transgresses something he shouldn't do. But, so even in a situation when you weren't doing the will of Hashem, and this is beauty of Chassidus, the part that was not doing the will of Hashem was only Bechitzonius. Only externally. A Jew that it rebels against Hashem, it is only his Chitzonius, it's only an external part. But his true will, his, his Ratzon Hamiti, every Jew's real will, even while he's sinning, even while a person's sinning, his real will is to do the will of Hashem. And Rebbe says, that's the theory. Like we know the famous ruling that's known in, in, in the, that, in, in, in Shulchan Aruch, that a person really wants to do what Hashem, that's why you can force someone to do, um, to, to, to do something against his will because that's really his will. But what, so if that's just what he said, if his will is to do the will of Hashem, because that will, unfortunately, was concealed. So when you reveal it, it's a new idea. So again, again, here's the powerful point. When a person does tshuva from a sin, what's returning? His chitzonius, his external part, because his premius never really sinned. However, when you do, when, when you return a spark of holiness from the physical world, uh, and since this spark fell into Klipot, even Klipot Noga, what happens then is the, the, the light got darkened. And it's not even called light. So when you go ahead and, and return the spark from the physical world, that is a real powerful transformation. And that's a real chiddush. Now, nevertheless, this idea of the quality and the level and the true uh, idea of, of, of returning of the spark it was referring to which component of the three components of tshuva? Not the yearning, not Hashem being happy. It's, it's the chiddush part, the, new, the novel idea. However, so in terms of, if you have to weigh, the chiddush of tshuva applies, the, the three, the, we learned three levels. The chiddush of tshuva could, the, high, the, the lowest level, so to speak, is by a tzaddik. It's a stronger by a baltshuva, and even stronger where in the physical world. However, when it comes to the yearning, when a person is disconnected, the yearning is greater where in the soul. Whether it's the, whether it's, it's the re- returning of a tzaddik, or someone that actually rebelled. The yearning is greater by the human being, by the neshama. Why is that? Because the connection that the neshama has with Hashem, it's not an external connection. It's, and I'll say the word in Hebrew, it's an atzmista connection. It's an essential connection. Just like the connection between a, a, a child and a father. Like it's, and we know that we're children of a God's Baruch Hu. As it says clearly, Bonim Atem Hashem You're souls of God. So what kind of connection is that? It's called a Yiskashris Atzmitz. It's an essential connection. So our connection is an essential. So when the soul feels that it's far from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in other words, we're far because we came down to this physical world where God is concealed, and how much more so when you're, 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 you're so disconnected because you actually sinned. So what is it affecting? 
an external relationship? No, it's affecting the essence. So therefore, the yearning, when you feel you're disconnected, is an, an internal, deep connection of the yearning. So in other words, when it comes to the yearning, the soul, because it's an essential connection of Kosh Baruch the yearning is much stronger than the yearning in the, in the physical world. And therefore, the same thing applies to the, to the, to the satisfaction of, of, of when we come close to Hashem after we're disconnected. Since the souls are, are children of Hashem, and the son is from the essence of his father, so the father's pleasure that his son is coming close to him after he was far away, and how much more so is its only son, that is what kind of pleasure? It's an atmosphere of pleasure. However, when it comes to the pleasure of the spark returning after it was, so to speak, disconnected, Shabbat gives the example, it's like two friends. They didn't see each other for a while, and afterwards they meet up, so they're very, very happy, yes. But that pleasure, even though it's a very, very deep pleasure, it's just like any other external pleasure that we didn't have for a while, now we have it. It's, it's great, it's amazing, but it's not like an essential, it's an essential pleasure. So in other words, what they're ever saying is like this. When it comes to the chiddush, that's the materialistic thing. It was totally locked up in the klipas noiga, so it becomes returns. When it comes to the yearning, because we are one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so it's an essential connection, so our yearning is much deeper. And Rebbe said he'd like to add, even this idea of the Chiddush, the new idea, the third level of tshuva, when the, when the, when the, um, the, the, the spark gets returned from the physical thing to its source, so it's not that it doesn't return by its own, who returns the spark? Ah, the Neshama the Yisrael, the Jewish people return it. How do we return it when we do a mitzvah with the physical world? Or you use Hashem. So the chiddush happens through the neshamas. So this is like what I said, like explained elsewhere, that the power to make a dear but achtonim God's presence we felt in this world, who can do that? The Jewish people. Why? Because since the world is a world, Elam comes from the word of Helam concealment. So this, that the world becomes a vessel of godliness, which is opposite of its nature. The nature of the world is to be God-concealed. Who creates, dear B'lach God should be revealed here, which is a new idea. We do it. Or just like, for example, when creating something from nothing, the only one that can do it, Hashem can do that. No one can create something from nothing. So therefore, who makes a dear B'lach The Jewish people. Why, how do we have the power to do it? Because since we're connected to Atmos, that's how we have the power to do it. The powerful line that we're saying here is that who creates Dirbet Achtoinim? Just like Yeshmaim only Hashem can do, we can do it because we're connected to the essence of Akadosh Baruch Hu. So even the Chiddush happens through us. So based on this, Rebbe explains now beautifully, he's going to put together the two insights that we learned before from the Mishnah of the Alter Rebbe, where it says it's better one hour in Tshuva, returning to Hashem, and Maisim Toivim actions, because according to the way we learned before, one, one, one insight was that tshuva is much higher, and that's why it comes first, because you're returning to Hashem. And the other insight is, no, that tshuva is actually in, is an introduction to action, and because ultimately action is more important. So this that we say that tshuva is, is higher than, than, than mitzvah is, is because the pleasure of returning is an essential connection. So he's saying even deeper, why is tshuva much more powerful? Because tshuva is the essence returning. It's the yearning. But nevertheless, there's also a power in, in, in action higher than the tshuva because the, the revolutionary idea of the chiddush, like we just learned. And also, by, by returning, you're actually fulfilling what Hashem wanted of the Yerbet Now, and over there, the tshuva is actually an introduction to, to doing the mitzvahs. Why? Because in, why do you need the tshuva for us? Because what's the power that we have to make a dwelling place down to this world? The souls can do that. And therefore, in order that the dira should take place, which happens through doing mitzvahs, physical mitzvahs, and should be complete, and we should have the, mis, the mice and the mitzvah should be good deeds and should be uh, uh, deeds that have light to it, you need to have it through the introduction of tshuva, which means revealing the soul, the soul, the way it's connected to the infinite part of a Baruch now, <clears throat> these two components in Shuva, returning to Hashem, where on one hand it's its own identity, 
It's returning to Hashem, and it's actually higher than mitzvahs. And on the other hand, mitzvahs, which is basically um, transforming the chiddush. So the Rebbe says these two ideas is similar to the true the difference between the truva of Rosh Hashanah and the truva of Aseres Meitshuva. On Rosh Hashanah we do truva returns to Hashem, and Aseres Meitshuva we also return to Hashem. And Rebbe explains like this: when it comes to the returning of our Kaddish Baruch Hu on Rosh Hashanah. Which is actually mentioned when we blow the shofar. What's the main idea of the tshuva of Rosh Hashanah blowing the shofar? It's not on specific I- items, specific ideas. Tshuva Rosh Hashanah is I want to return to Hashem. I want to go back to my source. And the the small part of the shofar, the narrow straight of the shofar, it's not because of sins. <clears throat> it's basically going from a from a tight place. And you want to go from a tight place to Merchav. You want to go to a place of abundance and you want to go to your source, but well, that's where our source is. So Tshuva is all about going to the source, of Rosh Hashanah. And that's the connection between blowing in the Shafer and making Hashem, we say Rosh Hashanah is all about making Hashem a king. What does that mean, Hashem is our king? We want to go back to the source and bringing down the source of our college worker down to this world. So that is the avoid of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is basically, is what? The Tshuva of going back to its source. On the other hand, the tshuva of the ten days of tshuva after Rosh Hashanah, which basically we know the ten days of tshuva is about building the ten spheroids, the specific of Malchus, which means the details of Malchus, so that that is more connected to the details. And that tshuva is actually an introduction to the ultimate goal of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, ma'isim toivim. And that starts in the, on the four days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, like it says in, the, in Medrash, that the four days of Yom Kippur and Sukkah is the goal is mitzvahs. Like, for example, this one, like Medrash says, this one's building a sukkah, this one's buying a lulav. What's the idea of a sukkah? The sukkah is a mitzvah. It's a makif. It hovers over one of the mitzvahs. It's garments. And what is lulav? We know we shake the lulav by our heart because the idea is to internalize the mitzvahs in us. You know, the goal of, 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 of taking the lulav is, and all the four species, that we take the makif of the sukkah and internalize it. And that's the whole idea of Torah, where we internalize it. Like it says, and especially the four species themselves. And obviously the highest of the four species is the love, that we know it has, um, uh, has, has, has taste referring to Torah. And these two components of the uh, four days of before sukkahs is a preparation for the ultimate of, of this one's being busy with a sukkah, love, etc., is to bring it into sukkahs in a reality. So what I'm saying is these two components of tshuva, on one hand it's the yearning, the first level, and the other hand transformation, that's like Rosh Hashanah and the, and, 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 and the tenzi of tshuva. Rosh Hashanah is about the yearning, and sukkah is about transforming the world. Now, on Shmini Atzeres, so Shmini comes from the word, same word of Shuman, fat. What does fat mean? Like oil. It's the essence of the, everything in Chaydash Yisrael. So Shmini, Shmini comes from the essence. What is the essence? The essence of the whole month of Tishrei. And in Shmini Atzeres, Atzeres comes from the word of Nikla. It gets absorbed. So the whole month of Tishrei, the essence gets absorbed on Shmini Atzeres. And, and by drawing in the essence of the whole month of Tishrei, absorbing in Shmini Atzeres, what happens then is we draw down all the ideas of the month of Tishrei. Not only on Shmini Atzeres, but the goal is to bring it in for the whole year. Like the, the, uh, the, 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 the Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Rebbe says that um, <clears throat> on Shmini Atzeres, we receive tremendous blessings the way we're going to behave in learning Torah and doing mitzvahs a whole year. Shmini Atzeres is a very, very powerful day. And that's why it says in the verse, on Yoyim Shmini, the king called the nation. And he told Mayeichot that he should go after Shmini Atzeres, obviously, to the tents. In other words, the, the, the king is referring to the level of Malchus, which comes down of Rosh Hashanah. And in Sarah Shemit we have the power that the king could give the Jewish people a blessing to go to their tents. What does that mean, the tents? It's the idea of the world that we deal with the whole year. And to make the world a tent and a dwelling place for Kadesh Baruch Hu Adir And that's why it says, Shalach Asa'om, 
He sent a nation. When it's first of June, it says he calls them Am Nation. Why nation? Like it's, like it says clearly in the Torah, Laman Hakim Hashem is establishing us for for a nation. In other words, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. When it says loy us for for a nation, it's specifically specifically an am because the fact is without a melech am without a nation, how, how's God going to be the king? But what happens on Rosh Hashanah, the in, inside of am is not an expression of oimois, where basically it's a distinguish. On the contrary, am is referring amoy. We are the nation of our Kaddish Baruch Hu, that we're like one with Hashem. We, we have a relation with our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And when it says Shalach Asa'am on Shmini Yatzeres is on the contrary, it means we should be Oymois, we should be like more uh, extinguished, but nevertheless, we bring in the Am from Amoy into the world. And through that, we have the power to bring, to go into our, our, our life and our tents, to make from our literal tents, um, uh, we sh- the goal is to make from our literal, physical tents a place where Hashem should go ahead and dwell in. And that's why the verse continues on to say, Smechim, happy, with a gladness of heart, al on all the good, Hashem that God did, to King David, his servant, Uli Yisrael, and the Jewish people, Amoy, his nation. So the Rebbe explains the verse, and he says like this, Smechim to be happy and gladness of heart. What is that referring to? It's referring to revealing the love of the internal heart that we have. Like he explains in the Chassidic Discourse that um, after we said um, uh, the Psalm, the Dovah Hashem we started on Rosh Chodesh until the Shana Rabbah, and we say it twice every single day. And what's the essence of Psalm Ladav Shamoiri? It says in the Psalm, it says, Lacha Omar Libi, my heart says, Bakshu Panai. So we're looking to connect to Hashem from our internal heart. So there was a, we say that since we said it every single day, twice a day, so we, there was a, Shatman Zichir Oiskabetan. We for sure were able to ask from our Kaddish Baruch Hu that we should have the revelation of our internal heart and what happens by doing that prayer on Shmini Atzeres when all the essence comes and it all gets gets revealed we have all the Jewish people have we're happy and we have a gladness of heart what what do we have a gladness of heart for? on all the good that Hashem did to King David his servant which King David we know is a level of Malchus the Jewish people, his nation. What does that mean? That we're being busy with building the world. Like it says, Hashem. All the sons of Hashem are learning Torah. And it was Altik Bainayach, don't call the sons, but call Bainayach, we're building the world. And how do we build the world? Through through the level of Malchus. And Rebbe you can say that Yisrael, what, what is Yisrael? Yisrael is also the level of Ben's son. Because like we know there's two names for ya- for, the, for Yaakov. One is Yaakov and one is Yisrael. Yaakov is a level of Eved, serving Hashem. And Yisrael is a level of Ben. So Yisrael, Amma, Yisrael is referring to Ben. The Am, on one hand, is called Oymois, where basically it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's diminished. But nevertheless, you have in the level of Eved down here, which is the level of Eved, which is lower than Ben. But the fact is we have the powerful component of Yisrael. That Yisrael is the nation of the Jewish people. The fact that we are the sons of Hashem and we're connected on a deeper level, and that's why he says clearly Yisrael Amoy both components. On one hand, you have the, the fact that we are Ben, on the other hand, we have the Eved that we're bringing into this world. Like he says, Shalach Asam, we were connecting the Am from Amoy, which we learned before, is where we're, we're connect Hashem like Him. With the, the, the with, with with the physical world, and the goal is to bring all that powerful energy into the physical world. So, based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully. And he says, "Now I we'll understand why in Divrei Ayomim, in the second prophet that he brought, it says that what day was it that he sent them on the twenty third day, which is uh, of, of of the of the month of Tishrei, which is referring to the second day of Golos, of the second day of Yontem, which we only do in Galut." Um, why is that? Because the second day of Yont of, of Gullus, which is the twenty third day, that so really it's it's a day which is really a weekday. It's not necessarily a day that was that's holy on its own, but nevertheless we have the power to make it a holy day, and that's why it says specifically, <coughs> specifically when it comes to the second day of Yont by Shmini Why? And Shmini he says that he sent a nation. 
Because sending the nation is, like we just learned, that the power of Shemini Yitzharas is to create energy and blessing for a whole year into the physical world. And that's why he says specifically in the 23rd days, our goal is to bring in godliness into a regular day and make it a, a Yom Tov, make it a day of holiness. And Rebbe says he'd like to add that this, the power that we have, that comes down in Yom Tov, and especially in the second day of Yom Tov, in Shemini Yatzeres, which is called, in America, it's, in outside of Israel, it's called Simchas Torah, is, is more connected to the world than the first day. Why? Because even before they left to their tents, on Shemini Yatzeres itself, um, on the second day we have the, the power of transforming the day to holiness. Rebbe says something like this. Because we're taking a regular day on, on the second day of Yontem Gullies, which is the 23rd day, and we're elevating it, that gives us the power that the whole year we can elevate the physical world. And that's why he adds in Divya Yomim also not only the 23rd day, which is elevating the world, but it also says, he added Shlema. On the first verse, it only says King David. Why Shlema? Because the, 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 the power that we have to transform the world a, a, a whole year, which comes from the second day of Gullus, which is on Shemini Yatzer that we go ahead and transform the, a regular day to holiness. And especially on what we do is we read on the second day of Shemini Yatzer, of, uh, of, of we read from Bereshis, where it says, in the beginning, Hashem created the heaven and the earth. It's in a way that what? We transform the world just like was King Solomon. As we know, in reference to King Solomon, it said, Shloima, Yishma, his name is King Solomon, and in his days there was shalom, there was peace, there was sheket, and there was quiet um, for the Jewish people in his days, which basically means he created a transformation, he transformed the world in what way? Peace and calm. So these two components of the 23rd day, taking a regular day and transforming it, King Solomon, who basically, it was peace in his time, gives us the power when we go out to the world, we have the power to transform the world and create peace and create calmness. And the ultimate purpose is, this will create a proper preparation and a, a close preparation for the coming of Mashiach, the righteous Messiah. As we know, King Messiah comes from King David and King Solomon. And then we're going to have the true peace on an off-the-charts level, a very, very high level, just like it was in the days of King Solomon. That the, that the peace that was in King Solomon, it was so powerful, his light was so powerful, that everyone basically got... All the negativity went away automatically. But they weren't transformed to holiness. However, when Mashiach comes, it's going to be, like it says in the prophets, Hashem is going to transform the world. By King Solomon, the light was so strong, no one bothered him. But when Mashiach comes, the whole world is going to be transformed. The whole world is going to serve a Baruch Hu. When is that going to happen? It's going to happen. When Mashiach comes, very, very soon. So here we have a beautiful, powerful Hasidic discourse about Shemini Yatzeres, different levels of Tshuva, the avoid of Tshuva, the three levels, transforming the world, the power of the yearning, the power of transformation, but ultimately we have the power to take Shemini Yatzeres, to bring it into the world, transform the world, and like Rebbe says, we'll very, very soon merit Mashiach coming, the whole world is transformed, and we will be with Mashiach in Yerushalayim, Yer HaKodesh. And let's hope, Taka, that our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Yer HaKodesh. Have a good Yom Tov.